Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Brandon Sella and today we're going to be talking about Zootopia and Beauty and the Beast the musical, but for right now, I'm speaking to Joe Cloakey, a uh, son of Art Cloakey, the, the maker, the creator of Gumby, and we're going to talk about this new DVD out called The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. So, Joe, how are you doing? Hey, good to, good to be here with you, Brandon. All right, awesome. So, uh, just give me a brief description of The Adventures of Gumby. What's it about? Sure. Well, we there's been Adventures of Gumby in the 50s, the 60s, the 80s, the 90s, and what's in stores right now, which is really exciting, is not only the 50s series, which did really well when it first got released last September, but we also have this great new box set of the 1960s series, which is which are the first 42 episodes from the 1960s, which I think are like the cream of the crop of what my parents created. Okay, interesting. So, and then, so then talk to me about uh, what does the DVD have that maybe some Gumby fans would be interested? It, well, I spent seven years, I went back to the original film rolls that my dad shot on, and I transferred them to our modern technology tape, our high-def tape, and then put them to standard definition DVD. And they look amazing. I mean, the colors on these Kodachrome original films didn't fade at all. They're just bright and vibrant, better than they looked when they were airing on TV, because what was aired on TV were negatives off of internegatives that then were made prints from. And the technology of the day made them more faded than we see today. And so today, when you get this DVD, everything looks like it was shot this year. The color's amazing. And these adventures are, there's 42 episodes, the first 42 of the 60s, the second half of the 60s gets released uh, next summer. And we have some great extra features we can talk about. What I always say, my parents, Sergeant Pepper era, I call it, kind of like the Beatles. Because hmm. uh, my, my mom and dad were like Lennon McCartney of the Beatles, of, of, the, of, the, of Gumby. Their Sergeant Pepper era, I believe, were these episodes in this set that's in stores right now. The, the, we had these amazing episodes in the 50s that had that wonder and awe and that whole creativity that makes Gumby special. But these 60s have the clever stories mixed in with that that just make them shine there's classic episodes in this yeah i gotta say that look uh, watching this i said wow they really revamped with the color and making it really nice would you say that that was the hardest part about making dvd was that transfer from the older format to the uh, to this current format yeah and you know i didn't have to do any color enhancement at all it was just that i had that i had kept in our vaults the original films and they had only been used once in their entire life they made an internegative and went on to make other negatives and so it didn't really require much other than doing the transfer correctly and then putting the cuts back together again it was like re-editing the whole series and they just look and sound great with the original soundtrack on there with the great sound effects and the, the original voices and some of these episodes like there's the, it starts with the zoops and it goes to hot rod granny and there's there's chicken feed hidden valley ricochet pete santa witch these are gumby episodes that are they're ones people remember they're just they're just like I say, it's the Sergeant Pepper's era of my parents' creation. They're very clever. They're really funny. Gumby and Pokey are best friends. They're having these amazing adventures in and out of books and throughout Toyland and beyond. And I don't know, they're just, there's something about the storytelling in these episodes that 
that are really cutting edge. There's an edge to them. That the 50s had the wonder and awe and the heart and the adventure, which they're really, to me, my favorite. But these 60s episodes, there's a cleverness added to them that makes them uh, really edgy, which is really fun. People really enjoy them. Yeah, and you mentioned the the episodes. If I can put you on the spot here, of this current volume, what's your favorite episode? Well, I can tell you my dad's favorite episode on this was, well, he had three on this one. And it's hard for him to pick. They're like his babies, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, he always would say Ricochet Pete. But then he'd also say Gumby Crosses the Delaware, which both of those are on there. He always loved Hidden Valley. That's on here. Um, I think The Glob's really cool. I have to agree. I think Small Planets is one of my favorite episodes all time. It's kind of like Little Prince, which is coming out soon. Um, it's kind of the, based on that story. Gumby and Pokey uh, leave Earth to, on, on a spaceship to get away from doing their chores, and they end up going on these different small planets and run across some kids that are alone on these planets trying to get away from the world, and some interesting uh, things develop in that episode. So I'd say uh, Small Planets or Ricochet P. Witty Witch is a great one. Um, you know what I just recently rediscovered is uh, Santa Witch, which is really fun because... If you watch the six-minute episode of Santa Witch, which, which just features Pokey going off and saving Christmas because Santa Claus is sick, he runs into a couple characters that look like Davy and Goliath, which were characters my parents created also. And it's really funny. But the whole story in six minutes is really the nightmare before Christmas and done in six minutes. And if you think about it, when Tim Burton was a little kid watching Gumby, he must have been inspired by that because when you watch... Santa Witch, it is Nightmare Before Christmas done in six minutes, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it's interesting that you said uh, Glob, because uh, for me, that was my favorite one, because of just the ridiculousness of it, and that's part of why I, I personally like Gumby, just the stories are, it's like thrusted in, it's just it, it's a ridiculousness factor of it, which makes it so great, at least for me. The, the random nature of Gumby, is there, there's not a predictability to the, to the episodes always. there uh, Because it's Gumby's about imagination and stretching the imagination and having creative adventures. And you're a creative guy, Brandon, just like all kids are. And that creativity shows up in these Gumby episodes, and I think it keeps them from being predictable. Definitely, definitely. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about Zootopia and Beauty and the Beast, the musical. And right now we're speaking to Joe Cloakey about the adventures of Gumby, the 60s series. So I'm looking at the box right now. I see that they have extras. So can you kind of talk me through of like some of the cool little extras that they have? Yes, I put on this. I just discovered it. Uh, a fan got it to me, and I actually had it on a print or film I had stored. I didn't realize what it was, and it's the original pilot from night, way back in 1955 with sound. It's a six-minute pilot. And I put it on here so that you can you can see the very first Gumby adventure that ever was with sound. And then I also put uh, an episode, a uh, lost episode called Spaceball. And what that episode is, it's a six-minute episode. It, it introduces Professor Cap, who is Gumby's uh, favorite scientific go-to guy. And this shows the origin of Professor Cap, and it features him. Gumby's not even in it. <laughs> and then also I have the... There's a, there's a phenomenal behind-the-scenes uh, slideshow done to music that has behind-the-scenes of my dad and mom working on the series and different behind-the-scenes episodes. There's a photo gallery, I could call it. And then I also came across another fan. When he was 11 in 1964, He uh, his dad filmed him getting a tour from my dad of the studio. So there's a 1964 film tour of the studio done by this kid's dad that I put on the uh, extras, which is really fun also. Yeah, and you mentioned about the behind-the-scenes stuff. For me, I was uh, when I first saw it, I was interested in the claymation of it because I'm looking at this and I go, wow, this is this is really great for, for its time, especially 
the cuts and stuff like that. So, you know, can you kind of walk me through, you know, where some of the behind the scenes stuff, well, more, more specifically, like, how do you think Gumby inspired Claymation? And how do you think it inspired stop motion and stuff like that? You bet, in a very big way. The crew from the 60s series, which which is in this box set right now, they went on to do Land Before Time in stop motion. They went on to do Star Wars in stop motion. The, the first three Star Wars movies in the 70s were, were stop motion. I mean, the walkers were stop motion. The ships were motion control, which is a form of stop motion. And our crew went on and worked on Star Wars. And, and our crew uh, later in the later, later series went on to do Nightmare Before Christmas, James the Giant Peach. They went on to do... Coraline, all the stop motion features of our day, the crews got their start at our studio. So my dad, one of his jobs was to train each generation of stop motion animators, clay animators of our, of our era. And so we continue to do with our current studio as we, we like to find new talent. And Gumby is all about creativity. And that's what's great about stop motion animation is that real life, real sets and real clay, shape-shifting. Gumby's a shapeshifter, you know, and he can go into a book and he can have all these adventures. Whatever your imagination has, he can have these adventures. And what's great about Gumby adventures is they're, they're full of action and, uh, and excitement and fun. They're, they're funny. There's, there's, they're as uh, creative as you can be. And that's what my dad did it for us. And for the, it's kind of a gift of love for the kid and all of us. All right, and I want to ask this uh, real quick before before we go to break. What do you hope to accomplish with you know re-releasing the the sixty series, the fifty series, and from then on? Well, what I noticed was every time uh, these episodes would end up on TV, whether it was the eighties or the nineties, they'd be a big hit. Each new generation of kids loves these. Right now, the the, the YouTube generation is, is loving this, and, and and we have it on Cabillion, and, and we have it on Teletoon in Canada. These remastered episodes. With the original soundtracks, they look like they were just shot recently. And what's great is these are timeless. They still, the action, the adventure, and the creativity in them still resonates with kids today. So by getting them out there again, it, 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 it does what my dad always wanted. He wanted each new generation to be able to enjoy these adventures. That's why we're doing that. So then, okay, if I can get a little, a little personal here. Your father, Art Cloakey, what was he like? He was like an 11-year-old boy. You know, he always had that mischievous side. He was he was optimistic like Gumby, but he was more he was more uh, his pessimist side was more like Pokey, kind of like with four hoofs on the ground. He was more realistic, and then his mischievous side were the blockheads, the mischievous blockheads that would get into trouble. And so, really, if you look at all the different characters in the Gumby universe, they're an extension of my dad's personalities. Anything else you'd like to add before we go to break? Oh, just that. You know, it's the most exciting thing in the world to me to get this new 60s box set out there because these are the cream of the crop of Gumby episodes, and I'm excited that, that we're able to put them out the right way. And I, I mean, I'm Gumby's brother, but I'm, ex I'm excited about it. I've always been a big fan of what my, my parents created, and I, I love getting them out there. The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series, Volume 1, is on stores on DVD. Thank you, Joe, for joining us, and you know, we hope to have you again. Thank you very much, Brandon. Well, let's take a break right now. I'm Brandon Sella, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Lainey Anderson, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the adventures of Gumby, the 60s series, and Beauty and the Beast, the musical. And right now, I'm talking to Harmony and Brandon about Zootopia. How are you doing, guys? Good, you? Good, thank you. So, Brandon, what did you think about this movie? Well, I thought it was very entertaining, but at the same time, it taught a great message for kids about equality. But And the thing that got me into the movie the most was definitely the comedy of it. It was great writing, great little puns here and there, and great entertainment for, for everyone, really. And as far as visuals go, it was it was still eye-popping. It's still Disney. It's still great animation, great solid work from them. It's 
a good, solid overall product. That's that's why I loved about it. Mm-hmm. Would you say that you enjoyed this movie more than some of the other Disney movies? Definitely, yes, I, yes, definitely, because it gets every single audience member. It entertains everyone, and including including myself uh, with all the references, all the little puns that they had, and the great characters, solid character building by all of them. I forgot to mention that in my review that they built the characters in a great way everyone had a purpose everyone had you know certain quality to them which was great mm-hmm. and what was so funny about this movie the puns and the quick references that if you if you don't hear it at first or you don't see it then you know you lose it uh, they're they like to use the analogy of animals to humans. Like we see in the commercial that they use the sloths uh, uh, for the DMV as people work in the DMV. Great, great choice. It's incredibly funny. And then the police force, which includes in the commercial break that the bull goes, oh, there's an elephant in the room. And then he points, oh, happy birthday. And then it's an elephant. It's great little puns like that, that, you know, just catch you off guard. It's like, oh man, that's awesome. It's great timing which mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i i do think that well doesn't it like make the movie more funny just because you know like the the animals are kind of taking some of the human characteristics and yeah i just think that, that just sounds really funny harmony can you please tell us the basic plot line of zootopia yeah so the bill the film is about a bunny named judy hoff who's determined to become a police officer but struggles to get acceptance with the school due to the social stigma and norms made by the society that's similar to ours so it's kind of addressing social issues that we face in our society but in an animated animal form and so she decides to move to a place known as Zootopia where animals of all sorts live together in harmony and become anything they want to be but when she arrives she's surprised that she's not a it's not as easy for her to become a police officer as she thought and she runs into a slick con artist fox named Nick Wilde who ends up helping her with a missing animal case and their journey goes a different direction as planned and we just join along in their adventure to solve a missing animal case. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's really cool that you can relate to you know like what the animals are doing and um, also I think that it's just like this movie just sounds like a movie that you'd want to watch so so I definitely want to go check it out you know because it just sounds like a movie that I'd want to see. Brandon did you think that this movie would be good for younger audiences too because I did hear that it did have some scary scenes. They weren't really because Disney usually has these scenes as far as what their movies have. It's a you know a tense scene that could be scary, but when you look at it, it's, it's not really. It's just a little bit startling, I guess would be the word. But mm, or other like intense. than that, yes, intense, a bit startling, which which is great as far as you know selection of the scene goes because that's that's the effect that you want. But for kids, it's it's geared towards uh, the kids. It's a kids movie. While there are these witty little references and cool puns, there's a lot. Of there's slapstick comedy to it there's the lesson that is what essentially is you know what the movie is for which and then just the movie itself the playful dialogue of at some points the the song by Shakira that's through uh, that's in several parts of the movie that makes it entertaining it's all for kids so to say that it's not uh, I don't know about that mm-hmm. and you know I think that's pretty cool though that this movie is you know like for kids but adults can also relate to this movie 
movie and enjoy it while kids can also enjoy it and teens and I just think that that's important because then the kids won't be I mean the parents won't be like you know like really bored just sitting in the theater while the kids are enjoying the movie oh yeah definitely definitely mm-hmm. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about The Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series, and Beauty and the Beast, the musical. And right now I'm talking to Brandon Harmony about Zootopia. Who is your favorite character, Brandon? Definitely Nick Wilde, voiced by Jason Bateman. A great character that uh, I, I could relate to in a way, not the slide a version I guess but motivations how the the characters comedy and stuff like that I think that much like Nick Wilde every character you can look at you know for every person who watched the movie you can pick out a character and say oh I, I like that person or I like that girl I'm I like I'm like the, I'm like uh, that character or I'm like this character stuff like that for me Nick Wilde just because of his coy nature but yet his motivation is justified for his actions and and he's very entertaining, very, you know, very comical in a sense. It's great character development, especially for Nick Wilde. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's really cool that, you know, like anyone can just, you know, be like, oh, that's me and that's me, you know, and just kind of relate to like a certain character and I really enjoy that in a movie Harmony what is the genre of this film? When I first think of the movie I think it's comedy because the first thing that comes to my mind is it's humor it could be action and adventure as well because the main plot revolves around them basically fighting crime and finding missing animals and doing police cases so the action is really prominent and so is the comedy, so I'd say it will split between comedy and action. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's pretty cool, but this movie does sound pretty funny and enjoyable. Brandon, what did you think about the soundtrack? Did you think it added or detracted from the script? Uh, not necessarily. I found it a bit annoying, Shakira's song. It didn't play over and over again, but when you heard it, it's like, oh, okay, what's the purpose of that? Like, I, I didn't really see much into it. It wasn't like, oh, here's this song. It was more like, here, here's a song. We're, we're going to throw it in there. Now, would I say that it detracted from the script or that it was bad for the movie? No, because the effect is to entertain the audience, and the audience is kids. Now, while the teenagers, the adults are going to have to sit through it, if they're not Shakira fans, that's fine because they're entertained throughout the movie. But when it's on, it's entertaining the kids, getting them to sing along, which is fine. It's perfect entertainment value that they that they get out of the song so i think it's just a different effect i would say Mm -hmm. and you know i personally am a shakira fan but i understand what you're saying like i mean i i like some kids movies you know or just like the tv shows or whatever for kids are just some of them just have a lot of singing and like sing-along stuff that may not appeal to like the teenagers or adults but i definitely think that the kids would enjoy you know like being able to sing along and stuff because i know when i was little i really enjoyed that and it was really fun yeah i mean look Look at, look at Spongebob. The first thing you think of when you think of Spongebob is the theme song. While it's incredibly annoying, it's still like, it's still catchy and it's still like, oh man, that's awesome. But to others, it's like, oh, it's lame or it's annoying. But to the kids who watched it, they'll remember and say, 
wow, yes, this is this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. Harmony, did you think that this the voices matched the characters or did you think that they were a bit distracting? I thought they matched the characters very well. I can't imagine the characters with any other voices. Jennifer Goodman as Judy Hopps and Jason Bateman as Nick Wilde were perfect, perfect roles for this. They conveyed their voice acting very well and the Shakira cameo was pretty entertaining as well because I wouldn't imagine her being animated into animal form. So as soon as I heard her voice and recognized it's her, I thought that was pretty funny as well. Yeah, that actually sounds like pretty funny and I think I would have enjoyed that scene. Um, Brandon, how do the animators make the animals appear as if they were humans? And do you think that it was super like realistic like the animation do you think that they made the animals like good animation or do you think it was kind of like poor no no no. it's great animation it's not it's not realistic i would say it's great animation because it is a cartoon and they the, the way that they present the animals is that they basically they put them in as as people everyone is standing up the mice are like are like these tiny little tiny workers and they you know they have suits and stuff which is which is funny to look at it's like oh my god there's a mice with a suit that's hilarious you know and then with you know bulls and elephants everyone's everyone's in regular clothes which when you look at it's like oh wow okay and the animal expresses the the characteristics of their or the of their persona which is part of the message and part of the analogy that they use which is done to perfection so that's that's part of the that's the animation the the animation to personality that they use Mm -hmm. and that just i don't know i just i personally like really enjoy animation movies and yeah okay and harmony what is your rating for this movie and who would you what ages would you recommend uh overall i give this movie a four and a half out of five stars because i feel like any age or gender can really appreciate it and i can't imagine someone watching it and not liking it it's just that enjoyable and say it's geared i say it's best suited for people between the ages of 8 and 25 just because i feel like they would enjoy the humor and appreciate it and i can see how kids under eight might get startled by some of the visuals i say Mm -hmm. and you know i think that's pretty cool that like the age range is so like high and like so many people would enjoy this movie let's take a break i'm Lainey anderson and you're listening to kids first coming attractions today's show is sponsored by Alyssa knows what to do from n-circle entertainment Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. What does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids. Live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. 
At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Brian Sola, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the adventures of Gumby, and we're going to be talking about Beauty and the Beast, the musical. But for right now, we're going to still be talking about Zootopia, and I'm currently talking to Benjamin and Kendall. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. How are you? All right, awesome. So, Benjamin, can you just give me a little plot summary of the movie Zootopia? Zootopia follows Judy Hopps, who's a bunny whose dream is to come to Zootopia and become a cop. She gets there, and she doesn't get the recognition she does expects. She goes on parking duty, and her hopes start to thin of becoming the cop she expected and wanted to be. Until there is a case that she sees involving a missing otter that she takes on, and she finds a lead in a sly fox named Nick Wilde, who's a con man, and he agrees to help her with on the case that could be like her first big success at the police force. Yeah, what do you think about that dynamic? Because from what I saw, it seems like a great underdog story what do you think what do you think about judy hop's story and her dynamic i feel like she did have to overcome a lot of things because even when she was younger there's a flashback scene that sort of shows how all the biases of people and that rabbits bunnies couldn't be cops so she had to sort of overcome other people's biases yeah it's, it's a great it's a great story that it tells a message and that's that's why i liked about the movie as far as far as uh, my opinion but kendall what did you think about judy hopps and nick wells nick wilde's characters especially their relationship with each other i thought judy's and nick's relationship with each other was very interesting and also it can you you can kind of relate to their relationship because because judy of course she has a goal and she set her goal and she wants to achieve it and nick is is going to be right there by her side to help her achieve the goal and they're they both help each other with what they need, so you can kind of relate to it, to that because you could you they, you can almost picture them as best friends, and I think their characters work really well together, even though personality wise they are both very different. Yeah, I thought it was extremely refreshing that they they put they depicted them as not like you know boyfriend and girlfriend or anything that they were that they were friends they were they were true friends. What did you think What did you think about that that they took that they took that twist to it? I actually really like the fact that they were more as friends than boyfriend and girlfriend because 
in movies nowadays, that's mainly how the relationship is between, like, the main characters or, you know, the main character and another character. You know, they have a special, like, of a, you know, dating kind of relationship. But I really liked how they made this time different and it just showed how you can love someone so much but still be friends in a way. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. I completely agree with that. Benjamin, what do you think about the writing in this movie? More essentially, the comedy in this movie. This is one of those films, I feel like, and I usually don't see this in Disney films, where the film is very comedy-oriented. Like, it's not a musical or anything like that. It's very comedy-oriented, and there's some funny references. Like, particularly the scene with Mr. Big, I found a few Godfather references in there, and there are also, like, just some funny gags throughout the film, and they have some pretty good comedic timing. Benjamin, that is great to hear that you got that God godfather reference it's great because for me for me i'm sitting there and then you know there's the godfather like character and he starts going into it and i go oh oh no they didn't make a reference oh my god this is incredible you know but uh but kendall what did you think about the comedy in this movie i really like the comedy it it took away from you know also how judy was so disappointed and how people were telling her that she couldn't fulfill her dreams of being a police officer but i just really really liked how the comedy also brought another side to the whole Zootopia theme and I, it, I really liked it it just really made me smile and it was just it made it just really made this movie very different from all the other Disney movies that they've made the comedy definitely makes for a great enjoyable experience for everyone which is which is what I mainly enjoyed about this movie you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network today we're talking about the adventures of Gumby Beauty of the Beast, but for right now, we're talking to Benjamin and Kendall about Zootopia. So, Benjamin, uh, any technical aspects of this movie that kind of sparked your interest? Uh, for example, like the animation or the or the audio or like different types uh, of shots? I really enjoyed the animation because they made the animals look like they had human characters characteristics that are very similar to ours and they made Zootopia look like a place where all types of different animals live particularly one sequence where they show all the different sectors of Zootopia and one sector is applied to each type of animal and I thought they made the animals obviously they're not meant to be real I thought they weren't like 100% realistic but they're not meant to either so I did enjoy I did really enjoy the animation in this film. yeah it's, it's an animated film it's meant to be especially for this movie it's meant to be fun and enjoyable it's not really you know you kind of take a step back and say okay well I'm fine with that Kendall so this movie has a great message to it can you can you kind of elaborate on that yes there are a couple messages that you can get from this film, but one that really, you know, stuck out to everyone and that really stands out is to believe in yourself. And even though someone will, so many people will tell you, no, you just got to believe in yourself and have faith that. And if you and if you have if you believe in yourself and have faith, you will prove people wrong and you will eventually conquer and, you know, accomplish your dreams. Because Judy really worked so hard to become a police officer and her work paid off throughout the movie. And she proved so many people wrong that it is possible for a bunny to become a police officer. So that really. So I really enjoyed liked how that really that message really shows kids that. No matter who you are or what 
what's different about you, you can be whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. Couldn't put it any better. Yeah, that's I, I definitely agree with that, Kendall. Benjamin, is there do you have a favorite character in the movie? I didn't really have a favorite character. I did like the two main protagonists. Nick's sly and he may not be like a hundred percent nice or fair but he does agree to help judy because he knows she's kind of like the underdog sort of thing i like judy because she didn't give up on becoming a cop yeah the, the the protagonist um is what's centered around the movie but yeah i get what you're saying and kendall same for you any favorite character it's kind of hard because i really liked all the characters in the movie but if i had to choose one i think i would choose Judy because she really stood up for what she believed in no matter what anyone said to her or even her own parents she she just really made made a name for herself and she just is very confident no matter like even though she's really tiny and she she also has a lot of sass and she just really tries and works really hard and I just really like that about her you know she mentioned that I'm I'm recapping the film uh, you know as we're doing this and I remember thinking yeah she really accentuates this confidence about herself which which is great for her character I, I love that about that Benjamin what, what what was your favorite scene or, or sequence in the movie I did not have a favorite scene two scenes I liked in particular one when Judy and Nick taken to the to Mr. Big I, there was a few hysterical references in there to the Godfather that I found really funny this second scene I enjoyed is when Nick and Judy go to the DMV to find a license plate license plate and everyone who works there is a sloth so I found that to be funny. Yeah, those are definitely the funniest parts. And Kendall, just wrapping up real quick, what rating would you give the movie? I would give this movie four out of five stars, and I would recommend this film for ages eight to eighteen because I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this movie and will have will get a really good laugh out of it. And it's also like a really relaxing and you know, a fun movie to go see. But there are a couple of scenes that may scare scare little kids and they might because it kind of startled me a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great, enjoyable experience, which is which is just how I love this this movie. So thank you guys, and let's take a break. I am Brian Sola, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Join us every week for the Paper Hope Street Team. None of our topics are off the table. This is a program that you can listen to and discuss with your family. From the pages of the Paper Hope blog to the internet radio airwaves, we'll talk about the topics you want to talk about, such as friendship and relationships, or some more controversial issues about sex, drugs, and underage drinking. Join the Paper Hope Street Team live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's talk soon. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the Tech Team, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back. I'm Lainey Anderson, and you are listening to the Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series, Zootopia, and right now I'm talking to Triana about Beauty and the Beast, the musical. Hi, Triana. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, thank you. How about you? I'm doing great, thanks. So how did you enjoy Beauty and the Beast musical? I really enjoyed this because of the drama, thriller, and romance, and especially of the action. And it basically just draw me in into the musical. And I love the like the creativity with the background setting. I just loved it overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that I would really enjoy like seeing this movie. Were you excited to go see this musical? musical? <laughs> yes, I was pretty excited because I do like Beauty and the Beast, and I have never actually saw the Beauty and the Beast musical before. So I was pretty excited to see if they was going to change the musical up from the original story or were they going to keep it a scene Mm -hmm. yeah well did they actually change it from the original story or did they stay pretty close to the movie they stayed pretty close basically Mm -hmm. so there was that much change okay well what is the basic plot line of this story basically this is about a prince and he is really spoiled and selfish and he doesn't want to like give nobody attention. Just the attention is all on him. And basically one day this lady comes to see him and she's about she's really ugly and she want he wants she wants him to invite her in his home because she has no place to live. But he doesn't let her, he just neglects her and that lady actually turns him into a beast and he just suffers and he just goes through a lot of pain because he just turned very hideous and he just 
doesn't feel right. And one day, Belle's father get lost in the woods, get lost in the woods on his journey. And the beast captures him in his castle. And he just lets him stay there. And Belle finds out that, that the father is there. And she goes to save his father and trades herself in to stay there with the beast instead of the dad. And he goes back home. And, you know, I bet, like, a lot of you have you know, know the basic story of Beauty and the Beast, but I happen to love this story, and also, I just think that it would be really cool to see it, you know, kind of, like, coming to life, because, you know, like, of course, Disney's animated movie, you know, of Beauty and the Beast was, like, absolutely amazing, but I just think that it would be so cool to see it, you know, on a musical. Yeah. (laughs) Enemies cool, so yeah. Were the costumes as big and grand as the Disney Princess movies were? I think Belle's Belle's costume wasn't as really that much big as it was in like the the story. But the Beast costume was pretty the same. It was basically just like gothic and airy. And the townspeople were just like they were bright colored, and uh, yeah, basically they were just like bright colored and kind of a little bit old fashioned, but not that much old fashioned. Mm-hmm. Were there any other costumes that stood out to you? Not really. Maybe so props may basically stood out, but not really the costumes as much as the props. And what was like your favorite costume? Like the one that stood out the most the one that actually stood out the most was was i i think i I forget her name but she was she was the dresser for Belle, and her costume was like pretty big but she was actually a human so it was like pretty like hilarious at the same time and it was just basically just like pink and purple and it was just like a hunch kind of it was just like a hunch around her it was just so hilarious but at the same time it was like pretty fabric Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's pretty cool that they added some humor into this movie because, yeah, I mean, in the movie there is some humor, but that would be really cool to see her dress. I could just, like, imagine it being, like, super big and, you know, like, bright and, like, I don't know, it would just be really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the singing, I mean, was the singing amazing? Because it um, was, like, a musical, so, you know, you have to have, like, really good singing. <laughs> well, actually, the singing was, it was amazing. I really enjoyed Belle solo and also the Beast solo. I felt, I think Belle's was actually the best, though. Because it would just make me feel like I understand, like, her pain and what she was going through and basically everything. So I really love Belle Solo. Uh, and, you know, I think that's really cool that you can, like, you know, feel sad when Belle is feeling sad. And that really shows that it's a good musical if the audience is, like, really engaging in the story and having a good time. All right. Did Gaston and Beauty live up to the large personalities of the characters in the movies? I think their personality between each other were kind of the same, but Gaston wasn't as, like, wasn't as... Like, Gaston in the play was basically more onto Belle, like, was more onto Belle a lot, like, more than actually the sto- original story. But other than that, they had... It's basically the same communication between each other. Mm-hmm. And did you feel that the Beast, did you feel like his type, I mean, his character was just like really out there? Or do you feel like it was just like, you know, just not very good? His character was, to explain his character, basically, he was just like crazy and didn't like enjoy himself. He was basically depressed and he really just didn't enjoy life overall because of the way he looks like and everyone just judged him basically on how he looked. So, but other than that, I think like the beast should have basically just been more confident in himself because he will basically he will find someone out there that will love him for him not no 
on what he looks like or how he acts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love, like, the story just because, you know, at the very beginning you said that he was really, he was very, like, self-absorbed, I guess you could say, and he didn't want to help the old lady who was not, I guess, the most attractive woman. And then he kind of got, you know, like a payback, you know, for what he did. And so I kind of like this movie because it shows that he gets well he gets better as a person and right. he, he just becomes less selfish yeah and i think that since like bell bell and him were together bell actually made him more confident in himself and made him like reach his hand out to other people so i think basically next time he'll know that he should reach his hand out to other people and care for him by the help of bell because bell is very caring and brilliant and respectful mm-hmm You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about Adventures of Gumby, the 60s series, Zootopia, and right now I'm talking to Triana about Beauty and the Beast musical. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene had to be when the beast turns into a human. And I really enjoyed the scene because I think it was just so awesome because as he turns into a human, he floats up into the air automatically and he just transforms into a young man and just lights flash in our eyes. And it was just so amazing. I thought this was like the best moment that I ever seen. Yeah, that scene sounds pretty amazing. How did the director do putting together this show was it you know obviously since it's the broadway travel group um it's obviously going to be pretty good but did you think that there were some parts where they could have done a little better with the acting or the singing or do you feel like this was an amazing musical that you just you wouldn't change anything about because it was just so good well the director takes us kind of through some like twists and turns with the but with the um musical and everything but overall I think they did like a grand job because even like I know sometimes people have slips ups because it's a big audience but other than that I like the way he put everything together how everything went and overall I just think he did a wonderful job and I I like it when basically like a show is just really good and you don't have a lot of critiques because you know like I've watched a lot of like musicals and stuff and there have been you know a couple that I haven't loved but with this one I feel like well you said that you really enjoyed it so it just it sounds really cool and I want to watch it you know sometime (laughs) do you think young children would enjoy this more or their parents or do you think that they would both enjoy it like equally See, it kind of depends because I think that children would enjoy it more than adults at some time, but then adults would enjoy it more at other times because I think the adults would basically just enjoy, like, the storyline and everything that's going on, but the children would would recognize, like, enjoy mostly, like, the interaction with the crowd, the lights the confetti that that came from the sky and basically that and how the, the, the beast floats into the air. So I think like all the animation stuff, like all the animation basically stuff and like the costumes and stuff, the children would like reckon, like mostly enjoy. But the adults are basically just like storyline and maybe some, maybe some adults might like other things that the children might like, but mostly all, I, overall, I think the adults would like the basically the storyline most of all. Mm-hmm. And what ages would you recommend for this musical? And what is your rating? 
I would recommend this musical for ages 8 to 18. I give it five out of five stars because it's full of excitement. It's thriller, action, romance. It's a bit of everything in it, and it went so perfectly together. And then what's your rating? My rating is five out of five stars. And why? Because I like the way that the actors interacted with each other and basically how they put on the show overall. And over, like, I just think they did an amazing job with this musical. And I just love the entertainment that they had in it. So I, I just really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, this sounds like an amazing musical that I hope I will be able to see one day. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to the Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Alyssa Knows What to Do from N-Circle Entertainment. I'm Lainey. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids.